Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Nature Boost. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, ate lots of good food, but most importantly, spent it with family and friends. We're now looking ahead to the Christmas season and cold weather, but that doesn't mean that you have to spend the entire season inside. This time of year is not only great for viewing Christmas lights, but also for a different seasonal event, but just as spectacular, viewing bald eagles. Here to tell us more about eagle watching is MDC resource scientist Janet Hasselrig. Janet, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Dale. Happy to be here. So the chance to view bald eagles is a great incentive for people to get outside um, in the winter this time of year. So tell me, why are eagles so abundant in Missouri at this time? Yeah, this time, mainly around November through mainly February, uh, bald eagles, they're migrating from further north, Canada and the Great Lakes, and they're moving from their breeding grounds to their wintering grounds. And Missouri is a great stopover point, mainly because we have a lot of open water. So they're migrating through, and they'll spend some time here and migrate even further south, uh, depending on food availability. Okay. So... They're really huge um, this time of year in Missouri, so the chance to spot them is, is is a pretty big opportunity. So where would you say say the best location is to see them? Probably around water since they're trying to get some fish? Yes, yes, open water bodies, and we have quite a bit of that in the state. So they are looking for plenty of water, food sources, mainly fish. So you will spot them mainly in the morning, but sometimes in the evening as well. Uh, in the evenings, they return to their roost sites where you may see 50 to 100 of them all together in one location. They don't migrate together as a flock, and a lot of people assume that, but they don't. But they do hunt together occasionally, and they roost together, meaning they just spend the night together. Okay, so that's what roosting means. Yes. They're they're spending the night together. Yes. And they, they can be in that large of groups? Absolutely. Just down, just locally here in Jeff City off of 63, it was last year, it was about 50 or 60. Just in the field. Oh my uh, not too far from the river, though, but just in the field. And people got a lot of calls in about, oh, my goodness, there's about 50 or 60. And sure enough, I went down there. And it was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool, just on the side of the road. Wow. Now, when yeah. they're in that huge of a group, do they make a lot of noise? I, I think uh, a lot of people think that eagles, you know, they look so menacing, don't they? <laughs> they always look kind of no. angry. <laughs> like, they just... Their eye, you know, their eyes, they kind of look like, you know, they heard you just say something really <laughs> stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but their call is kind of high-pitched, isn't it? Is, it? it is. Okay. Yeah, and when they're together like that, you don't hear them call too often. Okay. You know, occasionally will, you will, but, you know, in that large flock, they usually just feeding. Okay. And you don't hear them. I mean, you may just spot them and go, oh, my goodness, there's a bunch of eagles over there versus hearing them first. <laughs> okay. So uh, so seeing them around water, that's that's mm-hmm. the best uh, best location to see them. And yeah. fish is their main source of food Correct. then? Correct. That is. Uh-huh. They do eat roadkill also, but okay. fish is their main source. Okay. I read online, doing a little research for this episode, that they have a really um, uh, good sense of taste mm-hmm. and that if they can tell if something maybe is like past its expiration you know what I <laughs> yes. mean is, is, so is that true like they won't eat something that's kind of old or... that is unlike vultures we have turkey vultures and black vultures that you know it's like okay you know they're the big you know the cleanup crew right versus versus the eagles it's like okay I can be a little bit more particular about this roadkill <laughs> I'm not they fresh roadkill they need have a more like 
fancy sense of taste. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> that's true. The the vultures, they don't, yeah, they'll eat anything. So, yeah. okay, well, that's interesting to note. So um, you said morning time could be a, a good time mm-hmm. to, to see them? That's a good time because they're leaving their roost site mm-hmm. early in the morning, uh, you know, daybreak. Okay. Uh, they'll get started and they'll be searching for food. So that'll be the good time to see them leave the roost area. And then the evening, afternoon, before day, before nightfall, uh, you see them returning to their roost. So those will be perfect times to see them. Okay, perfect. So what do you recommend that people um, bring with them when going out mm-hmm. to Eagle Watch? Definitely got to bring your camera and your phone these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people more phones than cameras. Uh, if you have a good pair of binoculars, that would be really good. And more so if you have a spotting scope, just depending on the location, you may need that extra distance to, uh, to see. So a spotting scope if you have it. And something warm, obviously, to drink would be helpful. And make sure you just dress in layers and bundles. That's true. I, it's so funny because we're, we're recording this episode in, in early December. And I think um, today the high is supposed to be like 72. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. So, do do you are do, are you a fan of the yes, warmer weather? Yes, I am. Yes, hotter the better. <laughs> Under well, and it's one of those things where it's like oh, dress in layers because you never uh-huh. you're going to have to take something off right. as the day goes on. Right. So okay, very exactly. good to know. So MDC offers. Eagle Days events all across the state, some of which include, um, that are pretty cool, they include live eagle programs, um, some have exhibits, uh, activities for kids, and uh, you're talking about the spotting scopes, some of these have guides with their own spotting scopes that you can use. Yes, and a lot of times they are available there. Uh, I know last year I participated in a few, and binoculars and spotting scopes were right there. And for anyone to use. So that was really good. That is. And it's good to know if you don't have those things, you know, check out some of these Eagle Days events where these um, uh, types of equipment are available. So um, many of these events um, are happening in January. So for a full list, you can log on to MissouriConservation.org. Um, but if people would like to head out on their own, there are many hotspots across Missouri that are great locations um, near water, like you were saying. So do you have any particular ones? I know um, Eagle Bluffs Conservation yes. Area here in mid-Missouri, that's near Columbia, is good. And mm-hmm. then, of course, we're close to the Lake of to the, the Lake, oh, yes. And Truman Reservoir, of course, is a big one. So large water bodies mm-hmm. and even sometimes the smaller ones you may see, you know, eagles. So oh, really? Just, okay. Yeah, it just kind of depends. You'd be surprised where you may look up and go, oh, my goodness, you know, they're eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So quite a bit. So, Janet, to wrap things up, I have a few kind of fun questions about eagles that I'd like like to ask you. You know, they're so iconic for that white, bald eagle head. Mm -hmm. But whenever they are born, bald eagles aren't actually born with that white head, right? Correct, yes. And they're not born bald. You know, you kind of say, you know, oh, bald. And then in old days, you know, like I said, in in old days, you know, bald just meant white. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they're not born with that. um, And they don't attain that white head until they're usually about four or five years old uh, when they reach sexual maturity. So when they're full adults, they have the white head and the white tail as well. So that actually takes them a long time to get that white head. It does. Wow. You gradually see that come in. When they get to be two to three years old, you see that streaking, that white. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but it's not the full white head. So when they're younger, before they get that white head, do they just have brown feathers Mm -hmm. on top? They have brown, and oftentimes they're confused with golden eagles, which we occasionally have in the wintertime as well. Okay. Uh, So they look very similar as well when they're that age. So it can be... it's 
can be easy to confuse the yes, two. Okay. Definitely. All mm-hmm. right. Um, so I know that the fastest raptor is the peregrine falcon, which I think when diving can reach up to 200 miles. Oh, yes. Is that right? Wow. That's insane to think about. It is. Um, uh, but I, I, I know I, I saw that and I was wondering, how fast can an eagle fly? Uh, typically, you do about 35 to 40 okay. miles per hour. And that's pretty fast. And they do, you know, more when they're diving. I've seen, you know, eagles, you know, dive. And it's just been absolutely amazing. It could be, you know, 60, 70 miles an oh hour, a little bit more. Wow. when Just a full dive. Well, and that's pretty impressive, too, considering their size. They're pretty mm-hmm. big birds. <laughs> well, you know, they have a lot of feathers and yeah. they're not really that big. The female okay. is larger than the male and Why that's in all that? raptors. Okay. It's just in all raptors. The okay. female is larger huh? and not considerably larger, but it's Almost impossible to tell the difference between a male and a female unless they're exactly next to each other unless and you right. can see that size difference. Okay. Uh, so on average, you're probably looking at about 12 to 15 pounds. Oh, that's it? That's it. Oh, yeah. gosh. They just, they just have big wings. It's the wingspan. <laughs> the wingspan, absolutely. Which I think is, what, around six feet? Yeah, six to seven. Yeah, oh it's gosh. pretty wild. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm five foot even. So. <laughs> So you know what I mean? It's like, that's that's crazy to think that the wingspan of an eagle is even taller than it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little in perspective. Yeah, it does. It does. So, um, what is the average lifespan of a bald eagle? In the wild, they typically can live like fifteen to twenty. That's yeah, crazy. It is. It's pretty amazing. And in captivity, they have been known to live twenty five, thirty years, even longer. Oh, wow. in captivity. So yeah. So is that because they're kind of at the top of the food chain? Is there really do they really have any predators? They do. There are several threats still to bald eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much to hunting, even though there are occasions where people do go out and shoot bald eagles, unfortunately. Right. Uh, but there's lead poisoning. Uh, there's collision with vehicles. Oh, sure. Uh, so we still have a lot of that and, you know, contaminants. So there are some threats, not as much as they used to be, obviously. Okay. But, yeah, mainly because they don't have that um I guess that they are at the top of their food chain mm-hmm. and they don't have those other competing uh, threats to them like other top predators would. Okay. All right. That's understandable. But wow, 15 to 20 years yeah. in the wild. That's a pretty good life. That's I think so. <laughs> I think yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So speaking of their, their lifespan, um, do they, I was wondering, do they mate? for life, like some other uh, members of wildlife do. They do. It's pretty amazing. They do mate for life. Mm -hmm. And we have seen, and and this is kind of anecdotal, because, you know, we don't ban them, so we don't know exactly who's who. Sure. But we do know that if a mate dies or does not return or whatever the case may be, they will take up with another mate. Okay. So they they do kind of move on. Uh, They do move on. mm -hmm. Um. I like to think maybe they still think of their. I would their like spouse. to think so too. Yes, <laughs> their their mate from yes. from the past. Exactly. Oh, that just makes me. That just warms my heart that they that they mate for life. They look so mean. <laughs> but, they but do. Like, <laughs> they they kind of do. They're they, regal. That's true. They are. Yes. I like that. They are regal. Yeah, but they're just 
Yeah. Majestic. They are. They are majestic. Yes, confident. You, they, every time I see an eagle, I just have like the Star Spangled Banner playing in my <laughs> yes. head. You know what I mean? They're so iconic. They're like if they America are. had wings. That's Absolutely. <laughs> that's what they would be. Wonderful. Would be an eagle. Janet, I really appreciate you speaking with me today. Thank you. I had such a fun time and I've learned a lot. So thank you so much. This has been nice. I appreciate it. Thank you. So for more information on Eagle Days, be sure to check out our website. That's MissouriConservation.org. And we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned because I've got some Christmas tree tips that you'll definitely want to hear. Stay tuned. This is Discover Nature Notes with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Wondering how to safely spend the holidays this winter? Heading outdoors can be healthy and fun. The winter sun helps us soak up vitamin D, which helps with bone health and disease prevention. It also helps mentally and creatively. A winter hike or scavenger hunt will work off calories and entertain the senses. Kids can be entertained by making and hanging bird-friendly garlands or pinecone bird feeders. If there's snow, look for animal tracks or make snow ice cream. Go eagle watching near open waters or take a night hike listening for owls, coyotes, and other animals. Recycling Christmas trees to backyards or ponds helps wildlife and fish. Outdoor picnics or backyard campfires will freshen things up. Stay safe while out by dressing in layers and bringing water and watching the weather. Discover more by signing up today at discovernaturenotes.com. The Missouri Department of Conservation, serving nature and you. And welcome back to Nature Boost. It's the end of the year. Next week is Christmas. That's crazy. Uh, But if you still haven't gotten a fresh tree, I've got some tips you may be interested in. First off, always make sure the tree you pick is fresh. To test this, you can gently shake one of the branches. If a bunch of needles fall, it's not fresh, so go for a different tree. Now, when you get your tree, watering is the most important thing. When you bring it home, make a fresh cut to the trunk by taking off an additional half inch and place it immediately in a tree stand full of water. And you should never let the water level fall below the bottom trunk. These trees can drink up to two gallons of water a day. That's a lot of water. So be sure to check it frequently. A fresh tree kept in water should last up to around five weeks. Now, placing the tree in a safe spot is also important. You should put it somewhere that's away from a heating vent, um, a wood stove, or a fireplace, as this can really dry your tree out. And, of course, make sure it's away from open flames and candles and not in a high-traffic area just for safety. Now, what do you do with your tree once the holidays are over? If your city doesn't offer a tree recycling program, there's actually a few ways you can make it a gift to your natural community. You can place your tree in your backyard to offer cover for wildlife or even under bird feeders to provide nesting locations in the branches. You can shred or chip your tree up for mulch or you can sink it into a pond for fish habitat, which I think is pretty cool. If you've used a live evergreen, another option is actually planting it, adding it into your landscape for years of enjoyment and wildlife cover, but only if your ground is still soft enough to spade up. If you'd like more tips for Christmas tree care, you can log on to MissouriConservation.org. 
I want to thank MDC resource scientist Janet Hasselrig for meeting with me today. And I hope you have a chance to get outside and discover nature this holiday season. If you have any suggestions on a Nature Boost episode, let us know by sending us a message. You can send us one at missouriconservation.org slash natureboost. And be on the lookout for next month's episode where I learn how to tap sugar maple trees to make yummy maple syrup. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation, wishing you a happy holiday season and encouraging you to get your daily dose of the outdoors.